SoCal's Country Station 95.1 KFROG. I'm Pepper. This is Spirit of the IE. Currently, less than 8% of former foster youth attend college and only 3% obtain degrees. They're in need of educational and employment guidance as well as life skills training and affordable housing. Inspire Life Skills Training seeks to assist these transitional age youth in overcoming their past and getting the skills and support needed to choose a positive and rewarding future. Here to tell us more is Christy Perez, founder and director of Inspire Life Skills. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Pepper. Thanks for having me on again. Start by telling us, what is Inspire Life Skills Training? Sure. So we're a private nonprofit, which means that we're mostly funded by private individuals and foundations and just generous people in the community. And we seek to help former foster and some homeless youth that have no family support break the cycle of abuse and poverty. We believe that education is one of the biggest keys to that. And so we focus on them getting enrolled in some kind of college or vocational program. We also offer life skills classes and a mentoring program as well as counseling. So all of our programs work together to help them to break the cycle of abuse and poverty that oftentimes becomes generational and just create a more beautiful future for themselves. Tell us about the background of this organization. When and why did it get started? Right. So I heard about teenage foster youth that wanted to go to college, and there just wasn't any support, especially back in 2005. There was no extended foster care, which some kids qualify for nowadays. There was very limited programming that they have on some of the college campuses now. So there has been a little bit of a needle move, which is great. But back then, there was nothing. There was no proactive program in the Inland Empire to help these youth to, you know, choose a better future. Instead, the statistics were staggering. At that time, there was a 70% homeless rate. So people came out of foster care at 18 or when they graduated high school, and then 70% of them went into homelessness. And the females, as you can imagine, are very susceptible to trafficking. And so 50% of foster females were immediately picked up by traffickers. And, you know, oftentimes they did it just for survival, just for a roof over their head. And there was a higher pregnancy rate. Foster girls are six times more likely to have a child by age 21 than their peers. And the young men at that time, there was a 25% incarceration rate. So I just, I looked at these stats and I thought, well, there's got to be something that can be more proactive and help them, you know, before we're trying to like fix all these issues that come after the fact. What do you think sets Inspire apart from other organizations that work with youth? I think partly that we're not a county contracted program. So students do have to go through an application and interview process. We choose who comes into the program. I think they see it as a little bit more of an opportunity, a privilege to be part of our program. They get to come in and focus on being a full-time student instead of having to work full-time to survive. And we have just such a great, great community support. Every youth is paired with a volunteer mentor. And this is somebody who's not paid. They're just there to be a support and an encouragement and accountability partner for the youth in, you know, the youth design their own goals and what they want to accomplish. And we come alongside them. Sometimes we have to push a little bit to keep them on the right path. But I think that 
all the support that we offer, the life skills classes, the counseling, the safe and stable housing. They don't have to worry about where they're going to lay their head at night. All that works together to keep the youth engaged. Our average stay is about two years and they work hard. They try to make it happen. How do they find you? So they find us through various ways. There's actually a lot of word of mouth amongst this community. So they tell their friends or we've had many, many sibling sets. So we'll have the older sibling and then years later we'll get the younger ones. We've even had like three sets of siblings before. Also, their social workers might know about us. There is a lot of turnover with social workers because so that can be a challenge for me. The high school counselors and the college counselors. Is there an example of a student who has come through Inspire Life Skills training that really stands out to you? Yeah, we've had a lot of wonderful students. We've worked with probably about 550 youth to Dakes. We're coming up on our 18-year anniversary. Just this past June, we celebrated eight graduations, which is the most we've ever had, which is very exciting. And I'll tell you about Juan. Juan is near and dear to my heart. I've had him in the boys' house for five and a half years. Came to me at 18. He's autistic, and he had a lot of support that he needed. He needed a little bit of mothering still. He needed a lot of guidance. He has the purest heart. He loves to help. He's the first one to be encouraging to people. But he had some intellectual gaps that we needed to work with. But he made it through and got his AA degree. And I was so worried about him having to take statistics because you have to graduate with statistics. And I, for years, I was worried about this kid taking that class. <laughs> and guess what he did, Pepper? He got an A. what I stressed about this for so long and he's just been such a a bright light in the house and he's he's got the best sense of humor and so he's getting ready to move out soon and so it's like a bittersweet thing for me because I'm definitely going to miss having him in the program but I'm excited to see him flourish and go you know live he's going to rent a room from a, a local family and just kind of live his life. So you provide housing for these students who are going to like junior college, vocational school. What's life like for them? Right. So they're going full time. And so they're going to school, you know, multiple days a week or they're doing it online. Some of them still. They're also working part time jobs. So they're working, you know, about 15 to 25 hours a week is ideal so that they can focus on their education. They're speaking to their mentor every week or getting together with them at least once a month. They're attending counseling. Most of our students are involved in counseling. And since COVID inspired, hired our own therapist. So it's much easier for them to get in now versus being on wait lists like they used to be. And, you know, they're just typical college students. They hang out with their friends. They watch movies. They, they like to watch Netflix at night. Like, they're just your typical kid. They do work together. They have, like, weekly chores to keep the house nice. They have to keep up their room. You know, there's expectations. But we really do treat them like young adults. And we're just like a safety net, you know, there to help guide them. And as I recall, you also help them with practical life skills. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about some of those? Yeah. So that's the soft skills that are often missing in younger generations, especially foster kids that have maybe been moved around a lot, didn't have consistent parenting. So even just how to speak to, you know, a stranger that you're meeting, like networking, how to show up on time for, you know, your job or your interview. We really teach, we have like a whole job readiness training that we do and then how to keep that job how to be a good employee these are all just things that 
you know, a lot of them haven't been taught basic car maintenance. Why do you need to change the oil in your car? We've had some kids, even though we tell them that, learn that the hard way, you know, their engine will seize up or whatever. So there's just so many things that they don't know. We're doing an etiquette class next week to prepare for our gala coming up in September and, you know, just basic table etiquette, how to you know answer a question if somebody asks you something about yourself. And there's just so many things that, you know, think about what we teach our kids, our teenagers all growing up. A lot of those things still need to be imparted. Do you help these youth get like their driver's license? Yeah. So most of the time they come to us without that because, you know, the county understandably is not going to take liability on all these foster youth to be out there driving (laughs) so yeah they come to us they don't even usually have their permit so we you know encourage them to study take the test for their permit we will pay for that and then we will pay for driving lessons professional driving lessons I used to do that back in my 30s but I'm just too old and don't have the nerves of steel anymore (laughs) to do that myself (laughs) so I pay local driving schools to help them with that but even that we get them six hours of time but that's not enough I mean think of I know when my twins were learning to drive, they wanted to drive everywhere and they, you know, got many, many hours of practice. So there's still some gaps, you know, that we do the best we can. And some of the mentors might volunteer to say, oh, the kid can drive with me, but we don't expect that. That's obviously a big liability and stuff. So, you know, we just, every relationship is kind of organic and builds the way that it builds. So we don't have too many expectations on our mentors, but a lot of them do go above and beyond. I'm speaking with Christy Perez, director and founder of Inspire Life Skills Training, which is helping transitional age foster youth make that transition into adulthood. What are some of your biggest challenges? Our biggest challenges are getting qualified applicants. So getting students that really do want to be focused on their education and putting in the hard work. Right now, all of our girls' houses are full, which is exciting, but we are struggling on getting qualified males that are willing to kind of be part of a program that's there to guide them. Sometimes the young men think that they they got it all together. They know it all. They don't need help. So sometimes they'll come to us a little later. They'll get enrolled in college and realize like, oh, maybe I don't want to keep couch surfing with random friends and I should take advantage of this program. So we're hoping, you know, that happens here when the fall semester starts and we fill up our boys' house again. Another challenge is just the academic gaps that a lot of our students have. So foster kids oftentimes are moved around, so they have these gaps of education, found, you know, foundational items. And then you add COVID. So now we're seeing the kids that spent their high school during mm-hmm. COVID years, and so there's even bigger uh-huh. gaps. And then, you know, they're trying to go to college and make it work. So it's not necessarily for them lack of trying. It's just these gaps that they have. And then mental health is also a significant barrier for some of our students. Oftentimes they were taken away. They were removed from their parents because there was significant mental health issues maybe with their mom or drug addiction. So sadly, oftentimes things can be genetic. And so we see the onset of some of those mental health disorders while they're with us because they're with us like 18 to 24. And so, you know, helping them recognize, okay, you may need to see a psychiatrist. You may need to look into medication. You know, the counseling is here to help you. So those are some of our biggest struggles. You mentioned that all of your girls' houses are full right now. Mm -hmm. How many different houses do you have? So we have five houses total, two boys' houses and three girls' houses. And then we have another program, which I'll share with you when, when it's time. And how many students do you have in each house, roughly? About four to five in each house. How many students are you currently serving, approximately? Right now, I think we have 18 in the program, in that program. 
And what are some things that you're excited about right now? I'm excited that, you know, a lot of our students have persisted, which means like they've, you know, they're going on to their next year of college. We didn't really have many move outs over the past year. Um, We had, like I said, the eight graduates. So we had four from housing and four from our Inspired Scholars program that graduated. And so I just am excited to see more kids complete their education journey and, you know, leave us with whether it's a certificate, like we have a girl at cosmetology, so certificate program or their AA or they're ready to transfer. And so now what's really exciting is that we were able to establish a secondary program called Inspired Scholars. And we really built that during the COVID years. And so that's when our students are ready to leave the houses and go to a four-year university. We can still support them with a monthly stipend that helps to offset their housing. And they still have the support system, the emotional support system with us. So some of those scholars have come out of our housing and then all also, some of them just get get into the program through their counselors at their schools. So we have students all the way from Stanford, Berkeley, UCLA, UC San Diego, Fullerton, Santa Barbara, San Bernardino. So we've got kids scattered, and we even have four in Texas now. So it's exciting to see how many foster youth we can serve. A lot of them are from the IE, but I'm also of the mindset, if there's a foster kid that wants to break that statistic of only 3% earning a degree, we are going to stand behind them and give them the support that they need to do that. It must be very exciting when the kids graduate from the program and then keep in touch with you throughout their life journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have quite a few from the earlier days that are married and have kids now. And so, yeah, it's exciting. Social media makes that easier to keep in touch with them. Tell us more about the Inspired Scholars program. Yeah, so we just saw the need for a second step. I've always wanted to have a, you know, when our kids finish at the community college level, what can we still do to support them? And so they do get a decent amount of financial financial aid, but there's still usually a bit of a gap for them to be able to be self-supporting. And they also really need that emotional support, the check-ins and helping them with random things. So Inspired Scholars was born out of that desire to continue to help. And so, like I said, some of our students go out of the housing, like we had a girl in our Corona house. She finished at Norco College and then she transferred up to Berkeley. And then now she just graduated Berkeley. And so that was exciting. So we've been with her every step of the way. And we have another girl that's in our Riverside house and she finished at RCC and then now she's going to be at Cal Poly Pomona come the fall. So it's exciting to be able to still support them and be in their life and also to look for youth that aren't in our housing program, but that just they might be dropping out of school if they don't have the support. I spoke to a girl yesterday at UCLA and she got a decent amount of financial aid, but she was living off credit cards last year just to survive. And so now she's trying to play catch up the summer and pay off those credit cards. So with our monthly stipend, she won't have to live on a credit card this year. So it's exciting to be able to step in and help her. What are your future goals? We'll see. I mean, we have some counselors over at Mount Sac and uh, Cal Poly Pomona wanting us to do a house or two out there. There's a lot of foster youth in that area. So we're looking into the possibility of doing that. Do we need to do another girls home locally in Riverside or Corona because our girls homes have been full for a while. 
we can continue to expand inspired scholars. We have 18 kids in that program right now. And so the sky's the limit with that. It just depends on donations and, you know, getting enough people to support these students. So it's exciting to see what's going to be coming from this next year. Well, speaking of funding, you mentioned you have a gala coming up in September. Tell us Mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, so it's going to be our 18th annual Make a Difference dinner and fundraiser. And that is where, you know, supporters come. They want to hear some of the student stories. And so we have a couple of youth speak at the event, but also they're scattered at different tables. And so, you know, people can get to know one of the students at their table. And we have, you know, your basic raffles and we have an amazing MC that does a live auction for us. And last year we raised our most money ever. So we're hoping to at least match that this year and use that to propel the growth going forward. When and where does that take place? The Make a Difference Dinner is September 9th at the Riverside Marriott. And how can people get tickets for that event? They will be up on our website here pretty soon. And are there other ways that the community can support Inspire Life Skills training? Yes, if you're interested in being a mentor, you can reach out to me at christy at inspirelifeskills.org or you can get to us through our Facebook page or our Instagram is Inspire Foster. You can follow us there, see what we're doing. The mentoring is a special relationship that people develop with their youth and it takes a special person to do that and to be consistent. That's the key is consistency. But if you have it in you to give back to one of these students, then please reach out to us. We also always are in need of donations. Like I said, we're a private charities. So, you know, people sending in $25, a $100 a month, that pays the utilities, the leases, the school books, the things that we need. So you can get involved that way. We also have event committees to put on our wonderful events. And so we would love to hear from you. I've been speaking with Christy Perez, founder and director of Inspire Life Skills Training, which helps transitional age foster youth transition into adulthood. Is there anything else you want us to know? Just that these kids are amazing and we need to celebrate them when they have a accomplishments. We always talk about the little wins. So we do like highs and lows when we get together for life skills classes. And we want them to celebrate like, hey, you know, I I really was struggling on this paper, but I did it and I got a B or I got an A on this test or, you know, I got a raise at work. We celebrate the little wins. And oftentimes I think people believe that foster kids are bad or they've done something wrong and they haven't. You know, it was their families that made some choices that led to where they where their kids were taken away. So I think the whole community needs to stand behind these youth and support them and cheer them on. Thank you so much for talking with us today. And thank you for making a difference in our community. I hope your gala on September 9th is a huge success. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Pepper.